All right, well, hey, good morning. I'm Mark, executive pastor here. Welcome to Father's Day at the Grove Church. You know, it's, it's interesting. We don't uh, normally, if you've been around for a while, it's not like we plan sermon series or necessarily the topic of the day based on a holiday, but uh, it, is, it is interesting to me. We're in Proverbs, and I'm just really enjoying this study. And, uh, and there are this section of Proverbs today, chapter 16 to chapter about halfway through chapter 22, there are just things so applicable for fathers, for children, uh, for that relationship, and it just feels like it was kind of handpicked for it. So, so that's really cool. I hope you've been reading along with us. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't been here these last few Sundays, I would catch up because it really is a study of, of the Proverbs like this to this depth is just something that I haven't really been a part of before, and it is, it's just, it's just having a lot of power in my own life, and. Um, and something I wanted to start us out with this morning, kind of this, this bigger picture question, because we've got these words of wisdom, and, you know, the book starts out, and there's like this, this father and this son, this, these lectures from father to son, basically, you know, really urging the son to hear words of wisdom and to take them to heart, and that the draw to folly is great, and that he's going to have to make a decision. You know, I, I think I, I told you, like, like Leonard Skinner says when, when mama talks, you know, she, she kind of gives these words of being a simple man. Like, this is, these are, this is the way you should walk. And, and I think the question for me, for us, is, you know, what will it take for us to actually make adjustments based on some word of wisdom that, that comes across our path? Because largely, you know, we, we go to places like this, we hear God's word taught or something true said, and everybody nods their head, but to actually adjust, to actually take, take your life and put it next to whatever that truth is, to, to evaluate the distance between the two, and to make the adjustments that need to be made, believing that this word of truth, this word of wisdom is the, is the better way. Y'all know, I, I, that, that's, that's rare. That is rare. Crazy powerful for people who, who choose to do it, but just, just really rare. Uh, a lot of hearers, but not very many action takers, you know? A lot of things that I've heard, but very few things that I've, I've really taken the time to adjust my life to. And I, I got to thinking about it this week. I was at this, this training for people who live overseas or travel a lot overseas to more uh, volatile places. And uh, it was a, a training for if you got abducted or if you were interrogated in one of these places, how you would respond to that. And it was really interesting. Uh, you, you guys would love to sit through it. There were these, these three guys who had, each of them had a career in actually being the interrogator uh, in different, you know, different spheres. And so they were teaching us, you know, how this thing works. And one of the guys, he, uh, he had lived in one of these tough places for 20 years. And just a couple months ago, he was at home. One, one morning, his wife was on a trip. He and his two teenage children were at home. And there was a knock at the door. And he went to answer it, thinking it was just a, the delivery guy. And when he opened the door, 15 men just rushed into the house and started to ransack his house, go through all of his things. They abducted he and his children. They, they, they took them to this he said it was a, like an old, uh, shady hotel that wasn't operational anymore. And when they pulled up, he thought, 
oh, this is it. <laughs> I mean, something could happen to me here, and no one would ever know and be able to find out. So uh, this, this is it. And then they took he, uh, him into one room and his children into another room, and they began the interrogation, which by the time it was all said and done was 30 hours. And, uh, and he said, I mean, one, the fear of not knowing what's happening with his children in this other room but then also, they had this, these two guys, and it was good cop, bad cop, and they were drilling him with all these questions. And he said he lasted most of the day. They picked him up about 10 in the morning, and he said about 1 or 2 the next morning, or late at night. They just went all the way through the night. He said it finally hit him. The emotions hit him. The situation hit him, and he just broke down and started to weep. And when this happened, the two interrogators both looked at each other, sat back, uh, opened up a package of cigarettes and started to smoke and said in English, and the whole conversation had been in the local language, and said in English, breaking point. And he said, he said man, I, I realized, like, they had been trained and everything up to that point was built to get me to where I was at the end of myself, and now I was just putty in their hands and they could get whatever answers they wanted from me. What does it take for us to come to that breaking point where we are just putty in God's hands and he can shape us into exactly what he wants us to be? What does it take for us to come to recognize our limitations, to rec recognize our uh, misunderstandings and the things that we think are one way, but then obviously God is saying it's a different way and for us to find the end of ourselves and yield to that. I was doing some, some work around the house yesterday, and I, and I noticed uh, earlier in, in our marriage, I would look at tasks uh, around the house or things being broken, and I would just go, oh, I can fix that. I'm not going to pay anybody to fix it again. I'm cheap. So I was always looking for and I was like, man, I, I, surely, surely, I, I can do that. Uh, example, you know, our yard's not very big, and, um, and I thought, you know, most of the people in the neighborhood pay a service to, to do the weed killer service treatment stuff. And treat it myself. But, you know, Terry's always the truth teller that began to call out. My treatment seemed to make the weeds grow more. <laughs> seemed to have the, the reverse effect that I was intending to have. And I did. I got to a point where I realized, you know what? I, I should probably pay the guy who knows how to do this. And sure enough, I did, and it started to work. Right now, our front door, it doesn't get direct sunlight all day long, but it gets enough, and it has started to warp and crack and you know it's all faded and looks bad I've just been patching it and nailing it together if you walked up to my front door right now you'd be like man should I even I don't know what I think about this place it looks kind of like a scary you know it's just all it looks like it's about to fall apart now I could attempt to fix that and you know sand it down and redo it man you would not want to see what that would look like I have learned, you know, the more I live, the more I realize, man, there are just some things that uh, I'm limited. I, I can do this, but I can't. That's where the line is, and I can't go behind, beyond that. What does it take for us to come to the place in life where we recognize our limitations and recognize that, man, this is in the realm of where, where God is, and I need to yield and allow God to be God in my life? What does it take? And so I'm going to throw a lot of just truth statements at you today from chapter 16 to chapter 22 and really even the last week's section that Brad was dealing with. There are these, these topics, but if you read through it, it's like 
bing, bing, bing. I mean, it's talking about this. So I'm going to pull them, each one of the major topics, there's a theme, but it's, it's here, and then 20 verses later it says something about it again, and then 20 verses later it says something about it again. So I'm just going to try to break it down into four big sections, but it's going to be verses from all over these four chapters. So the first big one, the Proverbs reveal an elevated view of God, that he is sovereign and he knows our deepest thoughts and intentions. The Proverbs, this, this book of wisdom, reveals a very, 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 very big God. Here's an example, Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans of a per- person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Note, God has a purpose, and he does not fail. And people make plans, but ultimately God has a purpose, and he does not fail. And so if we're going to view God rightly, we need to view him as very big and in control. Here's a few more for you. I'm not going to put them all on the screen but, or give you all the references, but here's some more from this section, chapter 16 to chapter 22. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand his own way? In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels towards all who please him. That those in authority, that their heart is, is in God's hand like water, and he just he directs it where he wants to direct it. Uh, there's no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Again, he will prevail. No wisdom, no insight, no plan that can come against him. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. So our God is big and he is in control. of. He is sovereign. And we're just really tempted to, to look at life and to sometimes miss that, to, to try to make him smaller Uh, to get confused by things that are going on and begin to give up hope that he's ultimately in control. But but here again, here's here's the truth. Our God is big. He doesn't lose. (laughs) And uh, and and he's running the show. And we can rest in that. Proverbs reveals a, a big God. Proverbs also reveals that he is he is looking at our at our hearts. All a person's ways, this is chapter 16, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but his motives are weighed by the Lord. The crucible for silver, the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. A person may think their own way is right, but the Lord weighs the heart 